0: Hi, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Dollar Menu Midcarders present Submission Squad, Submission Impossible Uh, Before we begin, yeah, it was fine, fuck off Before we begin, I'd like to put a special shout out to Peepaw It is his birthday today, but by the time you listen to this, it will be his birthday yesterday So happy birthday, Peepaw
1: Yeah, because he listens to this
0: Yeah, well, you know, he doesn't, but somebody at work does, so that'll be funny for them um, also in exciting news, but sad news, Marvel and Sony did not come to an understanding, so we are losing Spider-Man in the MCU, and that, that is fucking awful to me. I am a huge Spider-Man fan, as you well know. Yeah. Cool, thanks.
1: Um, <laughs> I don't know watch it.
0: You should, they're good movies. Um, but enough about that, that's not why you're here. You're here to talk wrestling, and, uh... What better way to talk wrestling than for uh, us to talk to you about wrestlings, right?
2: Yeah.
1: So I think we should probably talk first about, uh, if you're a Patreon subscriber, which if you're not, you can subscribe by going to patreon.com slash You already know this, but this is going to be... I don't think we should. I don't think it's like a season finale podcast. It's like a, but we are.
0: It's like a break, like how shows have that like six week break or whatever.
1: Yeah, we are going to be going on a break after this podcast. The next time you'll hear from us will be the Battle of Spalding review show. So that usually depends on our schedules. I mean, I believe you're going to be actually unloading a U-Haul that weekend. I'll probably be helping you. So probably once that all gets done, we'll probably record. Maybe we record before it. But it'll yeah. come out at some point between the Saturday and the Monday after Battle of Spaulding. But yeah. This will be the last podcast until then. Pretty much the reason for that is My move. You're the, busy. Yeah. Getting my... your move together. I've been working on anarchy stuff. Uh We'll talk a little bit about the tease I put out.
0: I was just about Uh, to say, do you want to say, talk about that little, little snip of the tease? Yeah, so that's what I've been working on. Kind
1: of, we don't have exact dates yet, but just kind of laying out the year of what I want it to be. Mm. So I've been working on that. Just gearing up to run monthly is a lot of work. So we're going to take a couple weeks off from the podcast. Not to mention, like, we're kind of running out of some things to talk about, uh, and, and once you live here again, it'll be easier for us to have guests on, so we'll probably be hitting the block of the podcast here where there's going to be guests on, and it's easier to do that when you are living in St. Louis, so we're going to go on, what that it comes out to like, what, a three-week break or something like that? Yeah, whatever,
0: like three weeks to a month, basically, after, battle, after September 13th, we'll be back.
1: So, however, if you go to the Patreon and become a Patriot at at the $5 level, you will hear from us before then. We will be recording stuff for the Patreon.
2: But we'll
0: also be uh, recording it just for the $10 and up level, too. There will be different things because one of the things that we're going to have to do with my move is while I am um, crating all my stuff and having it shipped over here in like a three-week period... Um, you and I are actually going to fly from back from St. Louis back to California and road trip my wife's car from California to St. Louis, which is two and a half, three days, depending on how we do it. So there will be, uh, content for both the five and $10 levels.
1: Right. Yeah. It's going to be a ton of content. Uh, so it's worth signing up, uh, are the Patriots that are already on there. They will tell you we over deliver our content. But anyway, if you didn't see the tweet from the company account, I did put out a just a little tease on what I've been working on for Anarchy next year. Uh, we can go over that real quick. Yeah, why don't uh, we go so, over that? So January, we will do Gateway to Anarchy. Hopefully not Gateway to Blizzard 2. God, <laughs> uh,
0: fingers crossed.
1: February will be the first of the tournaments that we've talked about. Uh, it will be a strong-style tournament.
0: March, Chat me up about that, Battle Cat. What does that entail?
1: I mean, it's going to be guys that are known for striking. They're, each of these tournaments, except the STLI, will have uh, eight people in them.
0: Uh, All right, well, hold on. I'm not, people who are known for striking, like, you want to give maybe one away?
1: No. Okay, fair enough. But, I mean, I think everybody uh,
0: can think of people who they want to be.
1: In here. Well, I mean, and that could be a lot of guys on our roster.
0: Yeah. I
2: mean,
1: our roster has a ton of guys that are are known for heavy hitting. Uh, mm-hmm. March will be an event. Uh, that one's untitled still. April will be an eight-person
2: submission tournament. Yeah. Uh, May will be an event. Uh, June will be a sixteen-person lethal lottery. Oh, is there and
1: anything lethal lottery? It'll be a shoot. It'll be a shoot lethal lottery. Oh. What I mean by that is we don't, I don't rig my lethal lotteries. Uh, the way it'll work is the names will go into a hat. Uh, they will be pulled during the pre-event party, and these will be legitimate shoot lethal lotteries. Even though even the boys in the lethal lottery, the boys or girls or whoever's in this lethal lottery, will not know their matches until they get pulled. I always think that's a neat thing about the Lethal lottery. Uh, Uh July will be Circus Maximus 2020. August will be the STLI, which will be a 16-person tournament.
0: Now, how come we're doing eight people and then 16-person for the STLI? Chat me up.
1: Uh, Because the STLI, I believe Greg always had eight or 16 people in it, so I wanted to keep it that. And just, you know, honestly, as we go through this, if the shows all do well next year, if we you know, keep going monthly, if things keep moving how I hope they will, then we might see these tournaments expand from 8 to 12 people
2: to maybe 16. But honestly, I have to keep these tournament shows. They're going to be lower-budgeted shows. Now, they're
1: still going to be great shows, like like all of our shows. But well, yeah. I, I can't go crazy – because we have to, you know, bang that drum of, you know, we have no financial backer. We live and die by our by our Patreon and by our live tickets. So, mm-hmm. you know, if, if things go well, maybe we, you know, we do more people. But so pretty much the way the tournament shows will work is they're all one night tournaments. Uh, STLI we might do a double shot, but don't get excited. Probably will still be a one night tournament. Yeah. But the, the way that these. Uh, other tournament shows will work, is you'll have the tournament all in one night, and then uh, the championship match will be on the show, and then there will be one, like, tag match, you know, non-tournament match, and it'll be a nine-match card, and that's how those tournament shows will be structured. Um, I don't, I kind of want to, I get it. We've come up with some things for the tournaments, like little things like if you win a tournament, you automatically get to go into the next tournament, regardless of your style. So whoever wins the strong style tournament will automatically get to go into the submission tournament, even if they're not a submission guy. Well, I mean, some people's uh,
0: styles might cross over, so what about
2: that?
1: Well, yeah, they could cross over. I mean, obviously a guy like... Sharkbait is known for hitting, so if he's in the strong style tournament and win it, he would automatically go into the uh, would go into the submission tournament, which he would probably be a favorite to win that. And then the, the the way that that all matters is the people at the end of the year fight for the championship series trophy, much like the teams do in PWCS. The tournament winners. We'll fight for that at Mega Ticket. And uh, we'll get in. I want to wait. We'll have Greg back on to kind of go into all the details we came up with for this. But the championship series winner gets the trophy, and he gets a special like thing with that that I'm not going to talk about here. But the.
0: Is it a Reese's meet. Pieces Cup? No, we're not uh, supposed to talk about that yeah, sponsorship yeah. yet. Just a good yeah, old Reese's yeah. Pieces Cup.
1: So not going to go into all the details of it, but the four tournament winners face a mega ticket for the trophy. But if you win multiple tournaments, it knocks out the number of people in that four way. And if someone sweeps the field, well then they automatically get the trophy and get a championship match at mega ticket. Okay. But when you win this trophy, you get a special thing. I'll wait for Greg to be on for us to talk about that. Um, so, keep rolling on. August will be the STLI. September will be Battle of Spalding 2. October is on title. And November will be Mega Ticket 2020. Uh, right now, we don't plan to run December. If we just have a fucking blow-the-doors-off year, then we would probably do Yuletide Tear in December. Kind of just depends on how things... Shake out. Neat. Uh, some of those other shows stay open ended because I do want to visit things like the intergender show, possible ladies' night 2, stuff like that. That I want to, I want to keep those options open. That's why we don't have every event already named for the next year.
0: Right? Can we call the strong style tournament the Battle of the Toughies? No, please. come on, you let Fitchett name shit stupidly, let me name shit stupidly.
1: Hog Wild's better than Battle of the Tuffies
0: for a legitimate, serious, strong-style tournament. No, it's not, and you know it. Now, Battle of the Tuffies, let it roll off the tongue. You could be the Tuffy King.
1: Yeah.
0: And, of course, I'm spelling it T-U-F-F-I-E-Y. Tuffy. Oh,
1: man. But, yeah, so that's kind of what's been going on, uh... We didn't really say at the top of the podcast, but we don't really have a uh, a uh, overlining theme for this one.
0: No, rather this Kinda. will be just uh, like a series of uh, different things we want to talk about. This was one of them. Um, we're going to talk about the tweets that are getting you so much heat. Uh, you sent me all the <laughs> tweets so I could look at them on my phone. Unfortunately, what you fail to remember is that I used my phone to record, so I can't pull them up. That's on you now. Uh, or I you, can... you used your computer. No. I use my computer to call you. I use oh, okay, my phone yeah, to yeah, record. Yeah. So I still can use my computer. So if you send them to me, like, in a message, like, Facebook or whatever, I can see them. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, I'm doing that now.
0: Oh, good. Thank God. I was so worried. Um, will we give crowns to the winners of these tournaments? I really feel we should. The Tuffy King. The uh, Tappy King. Tappy King. I call him the Tappy King.
1: <laughs> yeah, alright, they should be there. Yeah. So we'll talk about that. So I mean like Jim Cornette put his fucking foot in his mouth again. Like Again. It's again. funny. We've 'cause we we have talked about this a few times on the Patreon. We here and there. Because this isn't the first time this has happened. But I mean, I feel like this one though. I mean, at, at some point it has to be the nail in the coffin, and it's funny because I had tweeted that out that I feel like that he had jumped the shark, being a guy that has a different point of view and knows the business to just being disrespectful, and we'll we'll go. So we'll talk about it first, then we'll go into the can read. I'm gonna read, this is gonna be neat. Uh, I've only sent Evan the people who came at me negatively or disagreed with me and I will respond to each one here on the podcast. Uh, but I put this that tweet out and I um at living I don't have my own tweet in front of me but I also said he should have been fired from MLW he for should. this. And the reason I I believe that is because I don't know, maybe what people don't is... So this was trending in the United States. So I clicked on this, and the first five things I read are people insulting Jordan Grace, you know, because of her looks. Like, they're, they're judging her based on her looks.
0: Now, just keep in when, mind, we've known Jordan Grace for years. We are right, good, not, close, like, personal friends Talk no, to her every
1: that's day. the thing. I don't. I. I've never. I, mean, I I'm not friends with Dorothy Grace. Like, we're not enemies, but this wasn't essential me sticking up for someone who's my friend. Like, we're not friends. I've probably your coworkers and, at at best. Not even that. Like, I have worked. Maybe the last
2: time I even seen her was when I was helping produce Midwest Mixtape. Before that, it had been. Listen, Cheers.
0: you're not going to tell me that you weren't suicide at TNA, <laughs> and now you're back behind the scenes as Gunner, okay? You're not going to fool no, these I'm people. I'm definitely not Gunner. <laughs> I don't even know if he still wrestles. Um, um,
1: but yeah, so this is even a situation of me like trying to defend somebody that I might be friend. We are not friends, and quite frankly, I you hate I don't her. You hate I Jordan 100% Grace. Agree with her. That wrestling should just be looked at as performance art. I think that you know, part of it should be, but I mean, there there are parts of this that are sport as well, and so I don't one hundred percent agree with what she even said. But the fact of the matter is, um, you have you have a situation where Jim Cornette calls her butterface, which. I mean, look, is that the most offensive thing in the world? Probably not. But, you know, what this did is spawns other people talking about it Then it trends in the country. Well, now you have all these people just randomly attacking Jordan Grace.
0: And just based on their appearance.
1: Right, for no reason. And, and And what Cornette, to me... What makes him look like a fucking moron is his whole point then gets lost. Like, now it's not
2: about wrestling as a sport versus wrestling as a performance art.
1: It then becomes about Jordan Grace's physical appearance or Jim Cornette being a sexist fucking piece of shit. So even now, you've killed your own argument. And she, Jordan Grace, shouldn't have to go on Twitter And read, you know, just get fucking attacked because Jim Cornette decided to open his mouth and instead of saying something, you know, like an educated fucking person would or put out his point of view, he has to personally attack me. And I I think that's sad because I, I think Jim Cornette is a smart wrestling mind. I mean, this is a man,
2: manager of all time. He Mm. fucking booked OVW. Mm. He fucking
1: ran Smoky Mountain. Okay. All of stuff that was. that he did a good job at. And. you know, it's sad to see that all get lost now.
0: Really because he is playing a character himself. I mean. Do you think he's outplayed himself, though, as the character? That the James E. Cornette character has besmirched the name of Jimmy I don't know his middle name uh Cornfefefe
2: I, well, I
1: think it's that we live in a world where if you do try to have sensible debate nobody gives a shit like we live in a world now where name calling and like if you disagree with this you're, you're automatically a racist or a sexist or, or and, you know People are so quick to attack one another now that that's just the norm. So, like, matter of fact, this might have been Jordan Grace again, but her and Lance Storm had a debate on Twitter. There was no name calling by either side. And it happened that people go, Oh, this, I see, this is how things should be done. And then it was forgotten about in an hour, where now this cornet shit. That was all yesterday. That's all people were talking about on Twitter. That's that's part of the problem, too. But there's not much that can be done about it, I guess. But, um, yeah, so I had said what I said, and I do think he should have been fired from MLW because, look, like, if I do something like what Jeff Cornette did, which I never would, but if I did, I have to be held to a higher standard than than even the wrestling performer, because I'm in charge of leading a group of people. I'm in charge of a business, a brand. You have to be held accountable, and you have to be held to a higher standard. Now, sure, Jim Cornette doesn't run MLW, but he's Jim Cornette, and he needs to be held to a higher standard.
0: He's a fairly pop, He's an he's a hugely popular wrestling personality. Yes. Right. Is it fair that he should be held to a higher standard than, you know, looking at Jr. one of the names you send me, like, who's probably got a hundred followers and follows thousands of people. No, but it's the way it is. If you are out there in a wrestling personality and you represent the company you work for, like, you know, go to your job, go right into HR and say, hey, Butterface, and see how much longer you have a job. Like, right. see what happens. Let me know. Tweet at me. Yeah. At right. Heal Money Jovi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: And with, uh, at <laughs> Heal Money Jovi will take care of all your financial needs after you lose your job.
0: Yeah. You still got that um, uh, that tux money.
1: So, uh, yeah, like, I just. It, it, it's disappointing because there are things that Cornette says about wrestling that I don't disagree with and you know we can debate until the cows come home about all that stuff but you know if if somebody who hasn't accomplished what Jim Cornette's accomplished starts rattling off things you know people might not take that seriously but Jim Cornette's in a position because he has been so successful and he
2: is a smart guy where people would listen to him, mm-hmm. and it's sad that he that he fucking ruins that by the way he chooses
1: to yeah. approach people because he's looking out for his brand, too. Let's not pretend that he doesn't do these things because he knows then people are going to go, oh, I want to hear what he says on his podcast, so they listen. Mm-hmm. Just the same, and there going to be maybe some people that listen to this because that got a lot of likes, and I said we were going to talk about it.
0: Well, also like people tag him on Facebook on Twitter for obscene amounts of things just to get his reaction on it. Like,
1: right, it's you, all a brand. Mm-hmm. It's him promoting a brand, but he's ruining his credibility doing so because. I mean, I, I'm sure in his mind, he's thinking, yep, ha, 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 I'm still working on these parts. But, buddy, this isn't the way it works anymore. I'm like, yeah, sure, maybe you are, but you're fucking ruining your reputation. And I, I think it, I mean, I think it sucks. I've met Cornet one time, well, twice, but I actually had one conversation with him. Nice dude. Uh, he, he was nice at this whole event. He was nice every time he came to Metro. I I I it's a shame that you know
0: Never met him, Eddie, never liked him. Piece of shit all the way.
1: <laughs> it's just a shame that he's that he's doing that, but uh
0: Well eventually there are no more marks to work and you will have just worked yourself.
1: Right. That's and I the think show. that's part of what he does too. He works himself up so much he works himself in the shoot and then gets himself in trouble, man. You know, and much like wrestling spot, where does it end? We talk about that. So, guy drops and guy fucking gets dropped on his head and then gets dropped off his head off the second rope, then the top rope, then to the floor, then off the fucking scaffolding, then off a building. Okay, the same can be said for saying offensive shit. You start one place and you have to keep up in the ante to get the reaction you desire and before you know it you're in real big fucking trouble and then even your group of people are starting to turn against you and mm-hmm. you know I, I mean, I'm i sure that'll take a while it take a lot
2: I, but, dude
0: I don't know I've seen a lot of people dropping off the Jim Cornette brand just on this like
1: yeah but there's still a lot of people that that still support him like that, that's I didn't do, And when I clicked on that trend, like, sure, there were a lot of people that were speaking out about it, but there were a lot of people that were saying how this wasn't a big deal. Because I think what people forget, maybe some people forget, is this isn't about Jim Cornette versus the young Bucks and Kenny Omega, and Joey Ryan, and Orange Cassidy. This is about a isolated incident, now multiple isolated incidents, Where this man's saying things that are disrespectful. And that's what it is. I could give a shit less if he likes AEW or the Young Bucks or any of that. And I can see his point of view if he wants to say that he doesn't like Joey Ryan or Orange Cassidy's gimmick and he thinks these things are killing the business. Okay. But when you do things like call Sonny Kiss a transvestite or a hermaphrodite, and say, I don't forgot what else he said. It looked like he just got off his ship at wherever. That's disrespectful to say mm-hmm. about somebody. And then to say they called Jordan Grace Butterface for no fucking reason. And it, like those are incidents that, regardless of what you think about a certain wrestler or a wrestling promotion, or you think fucking Tony Khan to get bent over a barrel, those
2: things are all different than that. And he tries to
1: umbrella it all into, no, no, I'm attacking these guys that are killing my business. That's not what you're doing. You're you're being disrespectful. If you want to attack people that you think are killing your business and you want to say that you think Joey Ryan's a piece of shit for doing his gimmick, okay, fine. But when you start attacking people for their physical appearance... You start attacking people for their sexuality or their gender, you have crossed the line, and it, it, it really—I mean—it's—it's it's a shame to see to see that and to see him more or less just use it as a gimmick now, like for like David Starr tweeted out. Like, how long until he says the N-word? And he responded
2: and said, I'm saving something for when I see you face-to-face.
0: Jesus. I was even going to make a joke, like, thank God Bobby Heenan wasn't around long enough to have a Twitter, because he would have dropped that N-bomb quick. But now my joke's ruined. Thanks, Jim Cornette. (laughs)
1: So it's like, like, I I think it's funny to hear Jim Cornette talk tough. Like, Mm -hmm. he isn't going to fucking do nothing, like... Why would like he? If he said that to me, I might have to make a trip to wherever he is. Like, yeah, that's ridiculous. And I, I, that's how you can see he's using this as a gimmick, and that makes it even more sad. And I mean, it's just—I don't know.
0: It's just, just that it's sad. That. It's sad, quite frankly. Somebody okay. who should be looked up to and revered in the business is slowly killing any respect, or you know. Admiration he has because he's got to be his gimmick, bro. Because otherwise he might be obsolete. And I think the case is that if sure he might not be as quote-unquote popular right now as if he didn't have or trendy right now if he didn't have his extreme gimmick. But uh, I don't think Jim Cornette would go away if he toned down and was more of a, you know, back like if he if he was more the landstorm, had a nice respectful discourse and then agree to disagree. You know.
1: Well, right, but his podcast wouldn't be as popular. And that's what all this is about, getting hits on the podcast for him. And that's fine. Like, but you can even do that without being over the top disrespectful or sexist or homophobic. Can you? And, and I'm not saying that, I, I don't know if Jim Cornette's homophobic or if he's a sexist, but what there's a Dave Chappelle uh, stand-up where he he talks about, I forget what he talks about, but something along the lines of, like, you may not be a piece of shit, but you're playing the part of one. And that's what Jim Cornette's doing. Is there, I mean, maybe he's not a homophobe, maybe he's not a fucking sexist, but he sure is playing the part of one on social media. And I think that's sad. Yeah. Because, I, because I, like I've said that a thousand times, I really do. I, I think that it's sad when people who really can bring a different point of view to the table with facts and with experience and with, and and with a track record of really making money in in the business as a performer and as a wrestling mind, when you bring those tools all to the table, but you know, you negate it because you have to fucking be over the top. Like he shits on Donald Trump all the time. And, what a lot of people say about Donald Trump is he played those far extreme beliefs and got them riled up and to come out. Well, isn't that what Jim Cornette's doing? Playing to the like far fucking old school wrestling fan and getting them riled up and getting them to come on social media. Isn't he doing the same exact thing?
0: I don't know. Let's uh, let's uh, let's call him and uh, get him on the podcast and talk to him about it, shall we?
1: I'd love to sit down and talk to him. I. You think it he doesn't would seem like he's willing to do that either. <laughs> like he's willing to.
0: Well, maybe on his, his podcast he would to get those hits.
1: Click oh, me, shit. bro. Click me. Well, we we could use the hits. So if he wants to come on and debate us, by all means. But I don't know. It's a, it's 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 crazy cuz like I've talked to people yesterday that are Cornet fans and it it's, it just sucks to see him do that, because he even alienates part of his own fan base, because now mm-hmm. there's going to be people that don't want to even admit they're, fan, they're fans of it because of this stuff.
0: Well, it's like I said, he's killing all the marks he's working, quote-unquote. Right. Eventually there'll be no marks. Alright, do you want to rapid-fire these losers? I mean, these people who have disagreed with you? See, I did it
1: too. Uh, I, I, if we can, how much time do we have? We're at 30 minutes. Oh, that's not bad. We yeah, trying to get an hour out of it. Yeah, that's
0: not bad. Yeah, we'll get an hour out of James E. Cornett. Great. Uh, really loses job for Butterface. Go find your safe place. Blah. Go find your safe place and chill out. Should all of you people lose your job for the shit you all call Cornett? The answer is no. This is Twitter getting so butt hurt. You overly sensitive child. Oh, quit getting butt hurt. You overly sensitive child
1: yeah so I guess my response to that is you sure can lose your job for stuff you say on social media. like there companies now check your social media before they even hire you. and a lot of places you you sign paperwork that says that you will, you will represent that you are representing
0: them even when you're on your social media. Uh, also didn't he get fired't isn't, isn't James Cornett fired from MLW?
1: I don't think so. I I have heard that he wrapped up there in July, early July,
2: that his commitments with them were over. Okay. But, I don't know. Uh, As far as the rest of that,
1: I mean, number one, like, I've never called Cornette anything. He's being disrespectful. I've never once called him a piece of shit, never once said anything about his physical appearance or anything else. But if I did, sure, probably should. If, if I went online and attacked a random female fan or male fan or anything, and called them names, I would then expect that people probably wouldn't support anarchy. And depending at the level I did it, they could call
0: your place of employment, get you in trouble for that. Like, they could call Spalding I, Hall.
1: Right. He I mean, it's.
0: Say they were discriminated against by the owner of St. Louis Anarchy.
1: Right. So, yes, like, you know, you should be fired for saying bad shit. Now, now and it's different things, too. Should he be fired for calling Jordan Grace Butterface? You can debate that. But that's not the only thing he's done. And that that's the thing you're looking at a track record here not one time not a one time fuck up that he apologized where he didn't apologize for anything he's done this multiple times and you're in a place where you're helping lead talent or whatever yes you should be fired from that job now if you're making sandwiches for a living maybe yeah you don't get fired from that for this but when you're representing a company or a product or a brand Yes, you should be
0: fired. I mean, I still think if you make sandwiches for a living, you should be fired for going on sexist, racist, homophobic rants. Sure. Do you still represent the subways or the Jimmy John's or the—is Quiznos still a thing? I liked Quiznos. Oh, I don't think so. I don't mm. think they are. They had good sandwiches. Anyway, anyway, yeah. So next, next one of these people—I'm <clears throat> not saying their names. You can just find Matt's timeline to say it. Uh, fired from his job for calling someone butterface. What is this, the first grade? We're gonna argue we should get detention too. Maybe a phone call to his parents will straighten things out. It's childish name calling, not egregious harassment. I would actually, I'll take this one for a second. I would actually disagree because to me, when you, it's like a dog whistle. When you start on someone, all your followers will also dog pile onto that person. So while it was just Jim Cornette saying Butterface, he should know better than to just call someone or attack someone for anything because now, you know, all these people are going dog to dogpile on Jordan Grace. And while I think she's a strong enough woman that she can either just deal with it or just not give a fuck, and I think it's the latter, it's still like some people can't. Some people can't handle this constant harassment from these motherfuckers on social media.
1: Right, no, I agree. Like, even if you're strong enough, you shouldn't have to. No, I agree. And that that's, that's the thing. Um, if this
2: was the first grade, I would say that if it, that you would be punished
1: probably by your parents for saying something like that. You wouldn't just get off scot-free. I mean, maybe some would, but that's a dumb argument in my opinion. Like, like just because it wasn't a worse sexist term than Butterface doesn't mean that it's okay. There's not levels to sexism. Or racism, in my opinion. Like, you can't go, oh, well, I said this racial slur. I didn't say the N-word, so it wasn't that racist. <laughs> it's still racist. It's still still under the same umbrella. So just because you didn't say the fucking magic words that are going to get your ass whipped, you still say things. You get fucking punished for it. And, and I think the follower thing is a, is a real good point. When you have 150,000 followers, you don't think now that you've red light like you've put the green light on them, and uh, now they're going to attack this person? That's why it was trending in the United States yesterday. And it's not the first time. Again, this isn't a fucking one-time incident.
0: No, right. So, yeah. So the next person... Nothing draws heat like a sensible discussion without name-calling. Unless you can be a dick, and then your name starts trending, and people start Googling hashtag Cornette, hashtag MLW, now people want blood.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's just the nature of what social media
0: is. Yeah, and we kind of talked about it with the Lance Storm thing, too. Like, you know.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, if you can't... It, it's not as, uh not as sexy to have
0: just like reasonable discussion. Correct. So, <clears throat> all right. Uh and then this guy, hold on. I think this is the second part. Uh no. Okay. Fired from his job for calling someone a name. Jesus Christ, Buddy Shepherd pumped the brakes. Oh, he brings Buddy into this. <laughs>
1: Again, I mean, you can be fired from your job for calling someone a name. I mean, I I don't know what these people do for a living, but obviously, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they're... the name of your... What? Huh? I said you call someone a name of your job, depending on what that name is, you're probably going to be fired.
0: And I doubt these people are in charge of leading a generation of wrestlers, so, you know... <laughs>
1: Or, and looked at that way, and uh, mm-hmm. again, it's being held to a higher standard.
0: Yeah, and that's all of them. That's the last one? That was the last one you sent me yeah. Yeah, so
1: that was, it. That was the last one. Um, I don't know, I guess at the end of the day, it, you know... Like I said, I agree with some of the pro-wrestling philosophy of the old school. I agree with a lot of it, actually. But you have to evolve. And I don't mean you have to evolve, which means it's okay to light yourself on fire and fucking jump off a building and onto the concrete and then get up and try to no-sell it. That's not what I mean. But the athleticism... I, to me, Jeremy Wyatt, to, use it to tie this into anarchy... Jeremy Wyatt's the perfect fucking example. He is an old school worker. But he's evolved. And he can keep up with anybody. He's had probably two of the best matches since the relaunch. The one with Gresham. The one with Parnell at Circus Maximum. Mm-hmm. He brawled with Larry D. This man's had great matches. He has great matches all the time. But I legitimately believe Jeremy Wyatt's one of the best wrestlers in the United States. I would he has absolutely an old school philosophy of wrestling. Then, okay, well, we can
2: look at the other spectrum. I will just keep it all tied into Anarchy because
1: a lot of people that listen to this are Anarchy fans. Yeah. Someone like Gary. He takes a lot of crazy fucking bumps. Maybe some that they wouldn't have done back in the 80s. But he tells a story around them. So you can have, like, the old school, like, where people try to say, like, oh, it's not the 80s no more, it's not the 70s. Some of that stuff can still work, and it does work. But I think what people need to understand is the mentality of the old school is what I think we need to have in. And what I mean by that is, I and I'll still do it from time to time, it'll slip, but I hate calling fans marks. Yeah. That's old, carny, fucking phrasing. That's outdated. Like, it, the fans aren't marks anymore. The fans are customers to me. They pay their money. They're not marks that we can try to work out of any uh, as much fucking money as we can. Ooh, brother,
2: brother. Like, that. so to me, that mentality is dead. The mentality
1: of that every female fan in the audience is a fucking ring rat. And that they're only coming to the shows because they want to fuck one of the wrestlers. That's done now. Like that that is over. Like that is not the way it is. Does that still happen sometimes? Sure, I'm sure it does. But that is not the majority or anywhere near the majority anymore. So the wrestlers need to get out of that mindset. And those are the things that need to come to an end. The, the, that is the old school part of the business that needs to fucking stop. Like treating Green Peak guys and girls like dog shit because they haven't been wrestling as long as you. Mm-hmm. That needs to stop. You need to fucking take these people under your wing and try to make them better so that the product can be better. And so where one day, hopefully, when you're good enough to move on There's someone there to take your spot that you have helped get ready for that.
2: Mm -hmm. Not,
1: oh, we need to beat these fucking people out of the business. Sure. Are there people that don't belong in the fucking business? Absolutely.
0: I'm right here. You can just say my name.
1: (laughs) But the days of, like, we're going to whip this guy's ass and send him packets. It's
2: over. You're going to go to fucking jail. I think Doug O'Shea is fucking horrible. If I
1: show up and bumfuck Illinois and, and beat the fuck out of him and go, okay, get out of the business, I'm going to the goddamn
0: jail. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> mighty presumptuous of you that you can whoop the ass of the Irish assassin, Douglas O'Shea. So maybe right. just slow your roll. Maybe I'll tell you, if stand I show up still. In and
1: he, he whips my ass, and you'll never see me in an anarchy show again. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but my my point is, like, these are the things that. They have to come to an end. That is the part of the business that needs to evolve. And it has. Like I, I I do see this on social media a lot and I the majority of the business is good. And and I think sometimes people get caught up and when wrestlers fuck up or the occasional bad seed that comes across and they want to paint wrestling as a whole, yep see. Wrestlers are scumbags. Most of them aren't. Most of them are good people. Mm. And I think that we just need to focus on that. I've said this before on Twitter. If we all fucking conversed before we confronted, I think we'd be way better off. I think that even if someone disagrees with you, if you think fucking Warren Cassidy is great and someone thinks he just fucking sucks and he's killing the business, just fucking respect each other's opinion and don't call each other pieces of shit and just like what you like. Like, just... Just respect one another first. Converse before you confront. And and it'll be way better. Sure, some people need to be confronted. But not everybody right away because you have to plant your fucking flag this is what you believe in. Like, believe in what you believe in and fucking talk to people. And, And maybe can agree to disagree, but still fucking
0: get along and enjoy the parts of the business that you both like. Yeah. yeah. Cool. We did it. We solved wrestling's issues.
1: Yeah, there it is. So for the however many hundred people download this podcast, there it is. We solved it. for you. now spread my word. <laughs> like an eagle. We should probably take a break,
0: yeah. Yeah, we can I guess. We're only at forty four minutes, but sure, why not?
1: Well well we might as well just finish it out then and then why we won't get like
0: then probably lose it through some sort of was. mishap and then have to re record it. Yeah, no, let's do that.
1: Okay, fine, let's take a break.
0: No, let's let's, let's keep going. Let's keep going. What's your news
1: God, article? I hope that this fucking saves. I <laughs> hope we'll get all this audio again. Look at us, just talking about production flaws on the fly that probably won't even happen.
0: Fingers crossed, Bubba. Fingers crossed.
1: Yeah, so I guess in closing, we'll just kind of go through, remind everybody that, uh, you know, beginning of the podcast, obviously we talked about we will be going on a hiatus. So, mm-hmm. we will be back after Battle of Spaulding, which Battle of Spaulding is on Friday night, September the 13th, live in all Front row is sold out, but you can still get GA tickets. Battle of Spalding. BPT.
0: ME. Uh, and a fun thing about that is actually that week leading up to Battle of Spalding, you and I, as we discussed earlier, will be carpooling back from California to St. Louis. So that's the time to be a Patreon member. Um, sign up, get all the content in August, and then here we come for September, baby and uh, who knows what we're going to talk about who knows what we'll see uh, who knows if we break down and just don't make Battle of Spalding? who knows
1: Oh yeah that would be something um, let's see here uh, November 8th those tickets are on sale uh, I think there's two more front row left there's really one but if you want to buy it and you have someone who wants to come with I can get two in the front row but after that they are gone uh, they those t- I think the link is uh nov8.bpt.me but if you just follow us on Twitter at STL Anarchy the links are all right there.
0: What's the name uh, of that show?
1: uh It's still untitled.
0: Okay, still untitled November 8th.
1: I know it but not not releasing the name of that show yet publicly. Oh. Um, but yeah, if you want to become a patron <laughs> and join and join our Band of think, twenty-eight is what we, is what we have. Yep. Uh, you can do so at patreon.com slash STL All the tiers are on there, obviously. We over-deliver on every tier. Uh, we try to do that to show you guys how much we appreciate spending even extra money on Patreon. Um, just to reiterate... On January 1st, those tiers will change because the anarchy will go monthly, but none of that happens until January the 1st.
0: Mm-hmm. And if you're wondering, we've already produced what we said we would. Uh, there is the banner. Um, we're working on getting a couple of new things. We don't want to say what those are just yet, but we are working on them. And hopefully you'll well, see them before we, the end of yeah, the year. I mean, I
1: think. And some things we you'll never
0: see, order. like new wood for the ring or, you know... Padding or anything else you'll never see.
1: Right? Yeah. I mean, I, I think I think we went over on Patreon what we used the last bit. I think it was for for November flights or something. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, once you join Patreon, we we one thing that happens on the Patreon that doesn't happen as much here is we dive we dive really deep into like the running of the business and things like that. Uh, we do that here as well, but I mean, we, we on the Patreon, will we go into specifics on what we're spending money on, you know, what this or that cost. And, you know, we really go into detail. So if you want, like a
0: our philosophy of behind, wrestling, we do
1: right. If you want a super behind the scenes look at Anarchy as a business, I would say to subscribe to the Patreon, and you will get that. Uh, my birthday is coming up. Oh so yeah, when is want it? To, uh, donate to me you can at my paypal uh my birthday is august 29th in which i will be live at journey pro wrestling
0: oh i will not be there so, they uh um, couldn't afford a flight for me apparently rude <laughs>
1: uh and also i, I can't believe we have made the whole podcast and I haven't talked about this i'm back in the business
0: yeah oh you are yes back playing basketball on sundays Well, I
1: I have to cover that for a minute or fucking Sean will be upset. Did play some basketball last Sunday. Myself, Everett Connors, Deacon Cash, Sean Orleans. Um, You know, Sean's got a unique style of basketball. Yeah. Like he played in the fucking ABA or something.
0: Okay.
1: Real old school style basketball. Yeah. Uh, I dominated him in the post. Uh, absolutely destroyed him. Uh, <laughs> he did have a good steal on Deacon Cash, which was the highlight of the day. Uh,
2: which is a low light for Deacon. About,
1: people don't want to hear me talk about basketball, but I'll, I'll keep it short. We, I mean, we were there for like three and a half hours. We, we, we put work in, mm-hmm. and um, we were just alternate teams. So we get to the point where it's me and Connor against
0: Deacon and Sean. And me and Connor are just just destroying them. Just um, racking them. Well, these two kids come up. They want to join and play. So we quit our game. But Sean,
2: to say he was a little bit tired, even before we start playing these three-on-three games with these other two guys, yeah. and we played three of those, and he's dying. Yeah.
1: But I'm doing shit, like I've watched basketball for the majority of my life. I I actually love basketball more than I do wrestling.
0: Oh, um, you couldn't tell by the fact that half the time you're like, Oh, it's dress, don't talk to me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so so I you know, I was a pretty good player in high school. I just didn't give a shit enough about school to proceed it. Probably the biggest regret of my life. We'll get into that some other time. But I used to be pretty good. But I know all these, like, little tricks and shit when you're playing basketball. Like, for instance, when you're in the post, which is the inside, you want to lean on your opponent. You want to constantly make him work to tire him out. So I'm doing all this to Sean. He has no idea that's what I'm doing.
0: So you're playing dirty in a, in a <laughs> no, friendly game dirty. of pickup. That's how
1: you play the game of basketball. Oh, okay. And he was fucking, he was just fucking exhausted. But... And to his credit, the very last game... So the way these teams broke down, it was me and the two kids against Deacon, Deacon Connor, and Sean. We played three games. We
2: beat them the first two. They were bound and determined to beat us. The third
1: game, we played the 12. It's tied at 11. But I g- think it's Connor, maybe. Drives to the lane. I help off of Sean the guard to help the guy... Two kids I was playing with didn't, you know, they weren't playing defense, so I come off of Sean to help. Connor passes it to Sean, and then Sean hits the game-winning shot at their game. Collapses on the court. We hospital back to that.
0: call the ambulance.
1: <laughs> well, that's the funny thing. We're leaving, and the employees at the y at the that's not a YMCA, but I, I don't know what it's actually called. Yeah, but they go up. Uh, Oh, you guys finally had enough, we're like, "Yeah, we're going." You know, thanks. One <laughs> well, employees looks at Sean and goes, "Are you okay?" <laughs> I said, uh, yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> She's like, "Why well, did we see you fell down?" And uh, looks like you were having some issues. <laughs> and then, of
0: course, like so I was tasting copper. I thought I was like, "Sean, do you have a fucking heart attack out there?" I mean, uh, he's called the dad bod, not the basket bod.
1: It was a lot of fun. It's a routine
0: that, hey, you'll probably get to be a part of. Yeah, I'll be the ref. It's great. Uh, (laughs) So basically what you're telling me here is the story is that due to Connor's absolute mastery of basketball and knowledge and unselfishness, he knew that even though he probably could have gotten past you and both those kids, he wanted to give the shot to Sean, knowing that Sean needed this at the moment and then probably actually helped tip the ball in. (laughs) That's what I'm hearing is Connor is an wow. absolute general on the court.
1: Oh no, Connor's good. You know, he, he talks shit on Twitter, but he actually
2: is he is really good.
1: But uh, no, the, the the real answer to that would be I helped on defense and he passed to the open guy and prayed to God that Sean would make that shot. Uh Sean hit a two during the day. These are all things he'd want everyone to know about. But it's no, but a lot I'm, of fun. Other it, than collapsing
0: a, in a heap of absolute Fucking panic!
1: It's a uh, tradition. Like we're going to be going again this Sunday. Uh,
0: actually, we have a new I, Patreon tier. For forty bucks, you get front row, and every Sunday, you get to play a one-on-one game against Sean Orleans. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it could be a Patreon tier for this. <laughs> like to be added to a tier, you can come play basketball with us on Sunday.
0: No, just Sean Orleans. And actually, we stabbed Sean Orleans in the side with like a fucking wrench. So that he's injured, so it's even easier. Oh, trust
1: me, you don't you won't need to do that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Alright, is there anything else we need to cover here? Because we are going on the break, so
2: I
0: uh, got it all. No, I was going to cover some of my Tinder dates, but uh, you know, no, I don't think we will.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I
0: think that's about <laughs> it. Uh, are you excited for the upcoming Journey show?
1: Yeah, no, that should be a good show. Uh, Fred E. High versus Jer- Jeremy Wyatt, Michael Strider against Gary J. Those are your two uh, main events.
2: Ooh. So, oh. Shark Bate versus Will Low. I don't have the card
1: in front of me. Those are the things I can remember off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, Shotzi Blackheart, Kevin Koo. So, yeah, that'll be, uh, be a fun time. It'll be a fun way to spend my birthday.
0: Well, Good. Uh, yep. And we're going to let it go because my anchor app is telling me that we have five minutes and it's going to cut us off anyway. So I'm going to cut us off now. So hopefully nothing goes wrong and we don't ever have to re-record this. Cool. Thanks. See
2: you guys.